Good evening, committed men. I hope that you're all having a fantastic evening. Um, I got a, a message. I'll try to be as brief as possible for you. It uh, it come to me and hit me this this weekend, Sunday morning, really. Um, I was replying to a text um, with some the, some of the folks at the church uh, about the ladies' conference and how much of a privilege it was. And um, when I was writing it out, it just it just hit me uh, real hard about what we really are, right? So um, for those of you that, that aren't in the local area or uh, attend Covenant Church, you may not be aware, but our church hosted a uh, the third annual Women's Fight Time Conference this year. They had it this past weekend, and it was called um, a, a Spiritual Encounter uh, Conference that they held. And uh, first thing I wanted to do was, on behalf of all the women, um, that maybe they haven't had a chance to, to obviously get around to everybody, but, but thank you to all the men who helped support that event this weekend. Um, it was Friday night and all day Saturday, uh, there was a lot of men there uh, just just happy and eager to support these women as they they gave it all to God and, and just poured it all out on his altar and, and and lifted each other up and supported each other. It was just such an awesome experience to be a part of. And, and if you weren't a part of that, you know, maybe next year you can. I'd encourage you to, to, to come down there and, and check it out and uh, help support these women. And in turn, too, I know that these women are are eager to support us when we have our men's conference. And and I didn't say if we have one, because I know we're going to do it. Um, it's, it's when we have it. These women are going to be there working the long hours and supporting us so we can just get our worship on and, so, and, and lift each other up and, and bear each other's burdens. And, and they'll be there to support us when that time comes. And so um, the theme of their conference this year was, was um, Esther and Queen Esther. And so when I was putting this together and I, I was reflecting on them being queens, it reminded me, that the Lord tells us that, that we are kings. And not only are we kings, but we are kings and we are priests. And so um, I wanna, before I dive into the message, I wanna make one more comment. Um, did you see my brother Kenny Haley's post, Committed Man post on Monday? If you have not seen it, you have to go back and watch it. Um, I think he, what do they say? I think he broke the internet with that. He did a fantastic job. Um, Kenny is a very humble man, and, and he is doing mighty work for the kingdom of God. And he did a fantastic job on his uh, first committed man post. So uh, giving honor where honor is due, and he definitely deserves it. Um, but to the message about us being kings and priests, in Revelations 1.5, it says, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and father to him 
be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Um, all glory to God. And like it, it, it outlines there that, that by hit the blood of Jesus, he has made us kings and priests. And I read, just to remind you, I read from the New King James Version most of the time. Um, I think that the NIV version, I have that, that over here as well. Um, I, I believe it says uh, kingdoms and priests, if I remember correctly. Let's, let's just go real quick. I mean, since I'm on the subject and I'm already halfway there. And he says in here at verse 5, And Jesus Christ, who faithful witness and first one from the dead, to whom who loves us and freed us from our sins and blood and has made us a kingdom and priests. But either way, um, it says in here that, that he has made us kings and priests. So I, I, st I reflected on that and I said, well, what does it really mean to be a king? And, and I was led to Isaiah 32, um, verse 1. And it says, behold, a king will reign in righteousness and princes will rule with justice. Um, just, just one simple verse there at, with the key word of reign in righteousness. Um, so in all things that we do, men, kings, in all things that we do as the kings that we are and the priests that we are, we need to do it in righteousness. Um, and so I, I flip over here to Philippians 3, 9, and I'm going to read what, what Paul writes in here. And he says, And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God, by faith. And so, man, I just, I encourage you that no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's going on in your house, no matter what's going on um, at work, with your children, with your life, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, those, there's things out there that will take you away from Christ. The enemy will try to separate you from Christ. And you have to keep the faith that Christ is going to be there in those moments when you need him. You have to, you can't waver with him and you have to, to in order to stay righteous by him, you have to stay righteous in your faith to him. Um, and so uh, Peter writes in here in 1 Peter 3, 13 through 17, this one's a little bit longer, but Peter writes and says, and who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good. Leading on to nothing of this world can touch you if you are doing good. And it goes on to say, but even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your heart and always be ready to give defense to everyone who asks you, asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, 
having a good conscience that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. For it is better if it is the will of God to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Now, there is a lot in these four verses that, that Peter writes about. Um, first, he says that we are going to suffer for our righteousness. Um, Jesus said that if they persecute me, they will persecute you. He said that in John 15, 20. And we know for a fact that that occurs, that that happens all over this earth. Um, it also says in here that we should have no fear and be ready to defend what is in our heart. And I tell you, like right now in America, it is an election year. Things are already, what I would say, divisive and nasty, and they are going to get even worse. And Christianity has been under attack for a long time, but it has been on the rise in the last few years, especially with social media. In addition to an election year, we also have a war in Israel and anti-Semitism is all over the place and rampant. And there's people making threats against Jews and Christians all over the world. Um, and I'm not telling you this, that you should fear it. I'm telling you this, that you should not fear that because the, the word of God says that those things are going to happen. But what I'm telling you is, is that we have to remain strong while these things occur and we have to keep our faith. It says in here also that we need to do this with meekness and with fear. And the fear it talks about there is fear of the Lord. Um, that we need to, when we're defending our faith, we need to do it with meekness um, and fear of the Lord. Not fear from the people who are coming against us. And it, and it finishes it up here in this section to say that it is, is better for us to suffer for Christ with the Lord than to do evil like they are doing against you. Um, and so what, one more scripture I'll leave you with over here before I close up. It says over here in Matthew 24, um, Jesus says again that they then they will deliver you up into tribulation and kill you and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Um, it's clear. It's in the word of God. Uh, we can see the signs. They will deliver us up into the tribulation. And they will, at some point, maybe in our lifetime, maybe not, um, they will persecute and kill Christians. Uh, so for us being the kings and priests that we are, Right, the kings and priests of our of our families and 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 the, what we can control of our our kingdom. Right, um, we need to prepare ourselves and those around us for that. We need to prepare our hearts for that. We need to know what the Word of God says and and how it, it's going to play out. And we need to not fear it. We need to know that that as long as we stay righteous by God through our faith, that that He is with us. And when the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords returns, that you are with him, 
clothed in white, fine linen, and clean, just like it describes in Revelations 19. That is our goal. And so, um, man, that's the message I have for you this evening. Um, we are to be the kings and we are to be the priests of our kingdom and those that we have influence on, those that we we talk to verbally, that we talk to in written communications, whether it be through work or through text or through uh, social media. Um, we need to have that, that priestly and kingly influence. And we also need to be prepared for the persecution that will come against us for exalting our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, so with that, man, I just, I pray that, that you and your family stay healthy in this season, that no infirmities come against you, that, that, you know, we rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you are in the local East Texas area or you want to come on down for the weekend, um, Covenant Church of East Texas, we are having a revival beginning tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, 645, Saturday night, 645, and Sunday night, 6. Um, We're going to be hosting a revival at the church. Um, come on down or come over, whatever it is. Uh, we would love to have you, and I look forward to seeing you all there. Man, I hope you have a fantastic evening. I love each and every one of you. God bless you. Signing off.